0: Welcome to Demystifying Franchise Ownership, the podcast that brings you expert advice, transparency, and clarity around franchise ownership. Whether you are a prospective or current franchisee or franchisor, or simply curious about the topic, say hello to your host, Christine Givens. Welcome back to Demystifying Franchise Ownership, where I share my knowledge, experience, and hard-earned lessons learned about franchise ownership Today, I'm delving into the topic of franchise fees and whether they are worth the investment and how to evaluate the fees, franchise fees associated with a particular franchise system. When you become a franchisee, you must pay several levels of franchise fees. Let me start with the initial franchise fee. The initial franchise fee serves as the entry ticket to a particular franchise, Don't be confused between the initial franchise fee and the upfront cost of setting up the new business. The initial franchise fee is paid by the franchisees to the franchisor at the beginning of the partnership and typically runs from $10,000 to $50,000 per franchise unit. Understanding the factors that influence the initial franchise fee is vital for you as a potential franchisee. The fee is determined by various elements, such as the brand's reputation and popularity, the level of support and resources the franchisor provides, and the overall initial investment required. As you evaluate different franchise opportunities, it's essential to compare these factors and consider the value you'll receive in return for your investment. Think about the initial franchise fee as the cost to use the franchisor's established brand, proven business model, and ongoing support. Franchisors must have a successful track record, comprehensive training programs, and, a, and marketing expertise to justify their franchise fees or initial franchise fee. For aspiring franchisees, paying the initial fee offers an opportunity to tap into what should be a ready-made business framework without the challenges of starting from scratch. In addition to the initial franchise fee, a franchisee may have to pay the franchisor other fees. For example, a franchisee may have to utilize and pay the franchisor for assistance with site selection and construction, project management, training, and for initial marketing and product supplies. In my franchise system, we were given some options for these services but in all cases, we were required to use the franchisor or one of its required vendors. For instance, I think there were three levels of project management programs. We had to use one of the programs. One level cost perhaps a couple thousand dollars, one cost 7500 and one cost 15000 The franchisees had some choices, But ultimately, we had to incur some level of additional fees beyond the initial franchise fee. In addition to all the fees paid to the franchisor, the franchisee will also incur all the normal expenses and expenditures you'd expect to set up a new business, just like you'd incur if you started a business from scratch. Let me give you some examples real estate and leasehold improvements. If you if a franchisee has a brick and mortar location, you'll most likely have to make an investment in leasehold improvements, you'll likely have to purchase furniture and fixtures and equipment, you may have to purchase special computer hardware and other technology platforms like point of sale. You most likely will have to obtain certain licenses, permits, and possibly pay security deposits on both for if you're leasing a space or leasing equipment, you may have to purchase initial inventory and supplies, and you may have to incur expenditures for a grand opening and the related advertising for that grand opening. So how do you evaluate the various franchise fees? This is the million dollar question. Analyzing the financial value of what a franchisee is receiving in return for the initial franchise fee or any of the franchise fees for that matter involves a meticulous assessment of the provided financial disclosures and projections. You may also use and should use information gathered when interviewing former and existing franchisees. A prudent franchisee should conduct a cost-benefit analysis comparing the initial franchise fee to the tangible and intangible benefits offered by the franchisor. Tangible benefits may include the use of proprietary technology access to exclusive suppliers, initial training, and ongoing support provided by the franchisor. Keep in mind, you may have to pay an additional fee for training. In my case, I had to pay $10,000 for the initial training over and above the initial franchise fee. Intangible benefits might encompass brand reputation, marketing support, and ongoing research and development efforts. If you don't have the skill and experience to do this financial analysis yourself, you should consider hiring a financial advisor. Alternatively, you may be able to trade services with another prospective franchisee. For example, if you have marketing knowledge, you could help another prospective franchisee evaluate the marketing support while the other franchisee helps complete the financial analysis. I wish I would have done that when I was evaluating the franchise system in which I invested. There were several prospective franchisees who had marketing knowledge. I probably could have helped them with the financial analysis part of the due diligence in return for advice on the marketing support being provided by the franchisor. The bottom line is you need to put some numbers down on paper. What would it cost for you to purchase all the support and resources the franchisor provides to its franchisees? make your best guess. If after putting pen to paper, you determine that the value you're getting from the franchisor equals $25,000, let's say, and the initial franchise fee per franchise unit is $50,000, you have to weigh that information with the other costs and benefits of investing in that particular franchise system. Maybe it's not worth it. In addition to the franchise fees I just outlined, you'll also have what I call other franchise fees. This category includes royalties and marketing fees. Royalties are a critical aspect of the franchising business model, serving as an ongoing payment made by the franchisees to the franchisor. Typically, royalties are calculated as a percentage of the franchisee's gross sales and are paid at regular intervals, usually monthly. These fees provide the franchisor with a consistent stream of revenue in exchange for the continued use of the brand, trademark, business models, methods, and ongoing support and resources. The royalty percentage can vary widely depending on the industry, the level of support provided by the franchisor and the terms outlined in the franchise agreement. Generally, higher royalties may be associated with franchises that offer more robust marketing campaigns, initiatives, extensive training, and ongoing assistance to their franchisees While royalties represent an ongoing financial commitment for the franchisees, they also signify a vested interest in the franchise's success. As the franchisee's business prospers, so does the franchisor, creating a mutually beneficial relationship. The percentage typically ranging between 4% and 12% charged by franchisors in the form of royalties can vary significantly from one franchise to another due to several factors. First, the percentage depends on the industry and the market dynamics. Franchises operating in highly competitive or saturated markets might charge lower royalties to attract franchisees, while those in niche or high demand industries may command higher percentages as they offer a unique opportunity and possibly potential for increased profitability. Secondly, the level of support and resources provided by the franchisor plays a significant role in determining the royalty percentage, Franchisors offering extensive training, ongoing marketing, and operational assistance tend to charge higher royalties to cover their costs, the costs of delivering these services. On the other hand, franchises with minimal ongoing support may have lower royalty fees. Additionally, the brand's reputation and overall success also influences the The royalty percentage, well-established and widely recognized brands often command higher royalties as their name and proven track record, provide an edge and drive higher sales, hopefully, for franchisees. Conversely, newer or less known franchise systems might charge lower royalties to attract franchisees during their early stages of expansion. I've talked about this before. I invested in an emerging franchise, and our royalty percentage was in the middle of the range I just gave you. So not all newer emerging franchises charge on the low end. Let me outline an example for you typically royalties are paid monthly, as I mentioned before, calculated on the franchisee's gross sales for the month and are usually reduced by legitimate refunds and taxes. You'd have to look in the FDD and the franchise agreement to gather the information to determine how royalties are calculated for that particular franchise system. Let's say your royalty percentage is 7% And monthly revenues are equal to $30,000. Your monthly royalty due to the franchisor would be $2,100, so 7% of $30,000. One other thing to mention related to the royalty topic is minimum royalties. Most franchisors charge a minimum royalty, which means that a franchisee will pay a minimum amount even if their actual calculated royalty is less. In the same example, using the same example, the franchisee's actual royalty was 2100 If the minimum royalty charged by that franchisor was $3,000 per month, the franchisee would pay $3,000 even though the actual calculated royalty was only $2,100. This can be a tough bite to swallow when you're building the business. That's why a franchisee needs to have sufficient capital to carry through leaner startup periods. Going back to the financial analysis I talked about relative to initial franchise fees, Think about the ongoing support the franchisor will provide. Is it worth $2,100 per month? Talking to former and existing franchisees is the best way to get your arms around what is the franchisor providing on an ongoing basis and whether those franchisees feel like they're getting their money's worth. Think about this situation. What if the royalty fee is 8% and your monthly revenues are, let's say your average monthly revenues are $50,000. you would be paying on average $4,000 a month to the franchisor for royalties. I can tell you from experience, it's really painful to see that money coming out of your account when you don't feel you're getting services or support of an equivalent value. It's painful. It's really, really painful. Another franchise fee, which is like, which like the royalty is based on a percentage of revenues is the marketing or advertising fee. Most franchisors charge such a fee. Like with the royalty, the percentage varies from one franchise system to another and generally ranges between 1% to 4%. As a franchisee, I paid 2%, which seems like a low percentage. However, when you aren't getting a commensurate value for that fee, again, it's very painful and it hits your bottom line. If you aren't getting value in return for the marketing slash advertising fee, you may have to engage additional service providers or resources to execute the marketing initiatives and tactics needed to grow your business. You are paying those service providers on top of what you're paying the franchisor for the marketing slash advertising fee. Let's go back to the previous example. If a franchisee's monthly revenues are 30000 with a marketing percentage fee of 2%, the franchisee will owe $600 a month approximately. This takes a big bite out of your bottom line. And if you aren't getting commensurate value, you may have to incur additional expenditures on top of the marketing fee you're paying to the franchisor. Like with all the fees, prospective franchisees need to talk to existing and former franchisees to understand how much they're paying to the franchisor in royalties and marketing fees and what exactly they're getting in return for those fees. You also want to understand what their marketing and operational expenditures are over and above what they're paying to the franchisor is the franchisor falling down on the job? Did they promise to deliver X and they're delivering Y or they're not delivering X at all? In some unfortunate instances, a franchisee may find himself or herself in a challenging situation where the franchisor fails to fulfill the obligations they or the services they're obligated to provide. This can be frustrating and detrimental, especially when the franchisee is relying on the promised support to run their business effectively. To make an already frustrating situation even more frustrating, the franchisor's obligations as outlined in the FDD and the franchise agreement may be broadly written, leaving room for interpretation and potential gaps in services. As a result, the franchisee may be forced to seek and pay for additional service providers independently to fill the void left by the franchisor's lack of support. This can lead to unexpected financial burdens for the franchisee, as they now must invest in services that they initially ante- anticipated would be covered by the franchisor. From marketing and training to operational guidance and ongoing assistance, these additional costs can significantly impact the franchisee's profitability and overall success. To avoid this situation, it's so important for prospective franchisees to conduct thorough due diligence, engage legal and financial counsel, Interview as many former and prospective franchisees as you possibly can and analyze the financials. It's critical to understand, as best you can, what value you're receiving in return for the fees you're paying to both the franchisor and its required vendors. Okay, I love a good recap. So let me recap this podcast how do you evaluate whether the franchise fees are worth the investment? Number one, thoroughly understand all the fees you'll be paying to the franchisor and its required vendors. You do that by talking to franchisees, former and existing, reading the franchise disclosure document and reading the franchise agreement. Step two is, thoroughly understand what benefits you're receiving for those fees. Again, how do you how do you determine that? You talk to franchisees, former and existing, you read the FDD and you read the franchise agreement. Step 3, attach a dollar value to those benefits, and then step 4, once you've quantified with a dollar value what you're receiving in return for all the franchise fees, you're paying, you can make a more informed decision as to whether those fees are worth the investment. Thanks for joining me for this episode of demystifying franchise ownership. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me on my website, christinegivens.com and check out my new guide, the ultimate step-by-step guide to vetting and evaluating a franchise opportunity.